You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the most dramatic podcast ever. An iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima coming to you today to talk about something we have been talking a lot about lately. We have been diving deep and it has been emotional. It has been sometimes fraught with peril. We've been talking a lot with our own moms lately about their love lives. Uh, My mom is in a relationship. Chris's mom is single. Um, My mom is a widow. Chris's mom is divorced. And we've been talking about love later in life. And um, we might have to have our moms on at some point because I think they would tell you, oh God, what did I do before I had you to tell me how to live my life? And they would say we might be weighing in too much. We are. For (laughs) sure we are. And when I say we... But oh, you mean you think me? <laughs> I think I think you. Wow. I think you definitely love it more than I do. Uh, I don't know if I love it more, <laughs> but I think I meddle more. Yes, I think I'm a fixer. Maybe women are fixers, and I want the moms to be happy. But and you're s- a little more step aside. Well, in all seriousness, though, this is something that it's not just my mom's. There's there's someone else in my life that I love dearly, and I find it interesting when they say, "Look, I'm done." You know, I don't. I don't want anybody in my house. I don't want anybody in my life. I like the way you know things the way they are, and um, I want to sleep in my own bed and all this. There's a lot of issues that change as we get older, and I'm saying much older. I, I'm, I'm a 52 year old man, so we're going much older than that. Um, and so I find it interesting to dive into these topics, and we you know we can debate this stuff all day long, but. We wanted to bring on some experts to talk about this. Yes. Um, we've, you know, we've gone through in our heads, like, is saying I'm just ready to be alone, is that real or is it just a defense mechanism? Yeah. We've asked what is, you know, like what is, how can we really advise on dating to our moms even when we've never dated at that age and they have told us, you don't understand what it's like. So we wanted to bring on some experts who do understand what it's like. We are joined today by the incredible Dr. Gloria Horsley. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and Dr. Frank Powers. He is a PhD. Um, He is a licensed psychologist with a private practice. So both um, incredibly accomplished individuals on their own, but 
they are now in a relationship. And uh, Dr. Gloria is a widow herself. After 60 years of marriage, she lost her husband. And Dr. Frank um, is divorced. So the two of them found each other later in life, are now partners. They work together. They love each other. And they are going to join us to talk about how to find love later in life, in part because they are releasing on Valentine's Day their new book, Open to Love, The Secrets of Senior Dating, where they detail how they both found this happy relationship. So mom, get out the notebook, get out the number two pencil, get ready to take some notes because we are diving in. Hey, Hi. Dr. Gloria, Dr. Hey, Frank, we've got our you? People Magazine here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it's so nice to meet you too. Oh my gosh, we are so excited for this. Now, we already recorded a little intro oh. hyping you up a minute ago. So if it's right. okay, we'll dive right in. You guys are so sweet. Thank you very much. Yes, we obviously just got married. It was beautiful. Um, but what we're talking about today is after that, later <laughs> later in life. Is is there love later? And you guys are living proof, first of all, that that there is. So before we talk about, we have so many questions for you. Talk about yourselves and, and how you both found love. What is well, your love story? I, I think I'll start with it because we you have come a in fun story. We you do. tell it well. Yeah. So uh, three years ago, my husband of 60 years died of a staph infection after a surgery. And I'm a psychologist and I've been practicing for 40 years. And I had all sorts of advice for myself. But anyway, uh, she didn't I, follow any of <laughs> I got into a grief group. <laughs> of course. And there I met a guy, Steve, whose wife had died two, uh, two days after Phil. And he's an avid golfer, and I'm an avid golfer. And we just went golfing every day with this guy that golfing I met. Golfing through grief. <laughs> golfing through grief. Well, ultimately, <laughs> after That's about eight book. months, we started living together and Steve and I, and then we had Christmas come and I had 27 family members all go to Hawaii together with Steve and I- He ghosted her. <laughs> and I stayed a little longer and he sent me an email saying, you know, I can't handle this. I'm I'm leaving the key to the house. We had a joint bank account and the money's on the counter. I'm leaving the key to the house. And then- my jaw is on the floor, Steve. Yeah, oh, wow. me. So I'm in Palo, I mean, in Hawaii in a hotel room and I get COVID. So I found out I had COVID. So I thought, well, what am I going to do? I think I'll write a book for widows because I've learned so much from this crazy relationship and all the stuff that widows go through that I'm going to write a book on widows. Well, it turns out that Steve had told me that he had done some online dating and had met some other women online, although he met me in a grief group. So I thought, I got to go online if I'm going to write a book for widows. I don't know. And I've never been online, never thought about it, never. Had, but I've got to do it. So I'm in the room and I type away and I sign up for Silver Singles, the one that came up for people who are over 50, which I'm way over. <laughs> and, a few years. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I met a couple of people. One of them was Frank. and The uh, other one was named Dave. Yes. And he was a Shriner and had Dave on this when he met her for a coffee. <laughs> so after that, oh, wow. after Steve and, so, and after and he, Dave, I looked pretty good. <laughs> a well, prince, well, a prince. Dr. Frank, do you have the go-kart that Dave had? Yeah, so I, I went online and Frank and I 
text it a little bit, but we suggest you don't spend a lot of time with people before you meet them. So, you know, online, unless you like to we talk on We both had websites, so yeah. we knew that we were a little bit legitimate. So Yeah, so he's a... I agree with you. Take it <laughs> offline yeah. as soon yeah. as you can. So he's a sculptor as well as a psychologist. So anyway, we met, went to uh, the Grassroots Restaurant, and I was staying with my sister for a year. Uh, she I don't know if you guys have had any experience with online dating, but a lot of times the people's you know, profile and, and a way in which they talk on the phone is quite different when you meet them in person. Well, this is on one of my first experiences where she looked better than her profile. <laughs> oh my God, I, I've got to do something. And then she tells me that the only reason she's there is because she's writing a book. But she's not really. I'm not really doing online dating, by oh, the funny, way. Yes. <laughs> you were being used, Frank. I, I was crestfallen for about 10 minutes and I realized, hey, we're having too much fun. This, you know, this might be more than just research. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So how quickly after that first date was this serious? Oh my gosh, we were going to get married right. after two weeks and my daughters went berserk. She was having surgery, <laughs> uh, shoulder surgery, two days after I met her. So I really, in a sense, weaseled my way in by being a big caretaker for her while she had her surgery. Driving me, taking me Smart. places on weekends. So I know. I was, crafty. I was entertaining her all about Arizona because she didn't know much about Arizona. <laughs> and Frank, were you, um, were, are you, were you divorced? Yeah, I had you a been widower? divorced for about a year and a half and I was kind of disappointed. More than once. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought, oh, I, well, I had some luck meeting people, good people on Silver Singles in the past. So I'll go back on one last try. Thank God. It it worked out perfectly. Thank God. I'm interested, you know, you both have two very different yet similar experiences. What differences have you found in your research from those that are widowers as opposed to just divorced? There is some differences. That's very astute on your part. There, there are some real differences because divorce has one connotation within society and divorce has another. You know, it's a lot smoother for widows than it is for divorcees because everybody feels sorry for you. They'll invite you out. You know, I know eventually the widows say that the couples don't want to invite them anymore. And unfortunately, divorcees have a failure kind of attached to them. Well, that's what's funny is we just assume that the widower had this great love affair. And if it wasn't for this, other than that, they're perfect. I was married for 60 years to the most perfect person. Exactly. Although I will tell you, my husband, before he died, gave me, he said to me, you know, Gloria, you're going to be with someone else because we knew he, he was in big trouble. And I said, no, no, no. He said, I am telling you, you are going to be. Phil was a special guy. He, <laughs> he was. You know, I never oh. thought I'd find two loves of my life. <laughs> and I have. Good answer. Oh, Good I answer. Love that. You know, Gloria, can I go back to yeah. the ghoster for yeah. a second, Steve? Because my mom is a widow and she also joined a grief group. And she didn't do it, but she said, I was so surprised by how many people in the grief group started dating each other. So do you think that like, like, I mean, I'm not okay with Steve ghosting you the way he did, but do you, do you think maybe like, do you have a thought in your head, especially being a psychologist of, 
maybe he thought maybe I rushed into this too quickly. Like, or what is your recommendation from your professional perspective on people meeting in that way and what kind of state you're in? I'm going to have to tell you, I broke all my own rules. <laughs> I've been oh. a therapist for 40 years. My advice is, number one, don't do anything for the first year. Well, I owned a house in Carmel, California, and I sold it within months. Uh, and after Phil died, yeah, after Phil passed away, and uh, I would have always said, "Don't date." But I will tell you, um, meeting somebody in a grief group and grieving together was very supportive for me. In fact, I don't think I would have been with Frank had that not happened, because I was, you know, already realized what it was like to be in a relationship and a widow. I'm very grateful to Steve because I really think he helped set up the situation. Because I probably would have been very leery knowing that uh, she had only been uh, yeah. grieving for a short period of time. Right. You're thinking, w w is she in the right place for a relationship? The energy is all yeah. eaten up by the process of adjustment to the loss. And it's awful. It is awful. I had a special circumstance also. You know, I started a foundation called Open to Hope for helping people find hope after loss, which is related to the death of my son when he was 17 in an automobile accident. So I actually had had a really profound loss. And I think that makes a difference. You know, what has happened in your background? I think that's part of the reason that people are so different in the grieving process, because we have so many different learned experiences and lived experiences. So I, I think it made a difference because Steve actually told me, Frank and I have run into him at the senior center. In fact, we've had dinner with him and uh, he- uh, I, I'm very grateful to him. Frank is- <laughs> And Steve actually, yeah. Stepping Stone Steve, thank you, Steve. Yeah, exactly. Case of wine. Well, he came to a presentation with us, and afterward, and we did a senior center presentation. That's where we saw him. And afterward, he said, "You know, you ought to give me credit for this book." <laughs> and we did. <get> <laughs> he gets royalties. So, so you know, it just depends. But my wonderful sage advice was: don't do anything for the first year. Don't make any big moves. You know, probably don't want a day and all that and and frankly actually and I, worked for you yeah and and so are you glad you broke all your own rules and do you still give that advice or has it changed oh my gosh i just i'm I, certainly glad he goes to her <laughs> it has worked out so well for me <laughs> breaking all the rules of being. but do you still do you still give that advice like don't do anything for the first year or has that changed now because you've got a new book of advice coming out I would say you need to think about it. Yeah. I mean, you need to just think in about it. It's yourself. very individual. Yeah, you need to weigh it back and forth. I mean, yeah. it, I, you just don't know what people have been through. And also, we've got a special factor is the fact that I'm 84 and Frank's 80. And so uh, we have not a lot of years left. Time is of the essence. Oh, I thought you were just saying, you know, I thought you were about to say, because so I'm dating a younger guy. So, you know, <laughs> I know that's it's different. been great dating a younger guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have a cougar. <laughs> <laughs>
And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase, so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In your research, I'm curious what you found and what you have both found. As as people get older we add excuses to not find love again, to not get back out there of like, I'm happy. I don't need this. Uh, I don't want to deal with somebody else. I've got my life. Yeah, I don't want someone in my stuff. Um, Let's start breaking down some of these barriers of why we should get back in the game and find love and find companionship. Well, you know, for women, I hear so many widowed women make this statement. There's a little thing called, I don't want to be a nurse or a purse. Big concern. I, I know someone who says that exact line. Chris's mom, I'm going to call her out. We Mary can even Beth just Harrison. say it's my mom. Yeah. She is not a widower, but she says that statement all the time. I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. She says it all the time. Okay. Let's break that. Let's break that down. 
Okay, well, here's the deal. There are male and female nurses. And our society wants women to take over those roles. And, you know, for 60 years, my husband had had like seven back surgeries. So I was in that role. So Frank and I have been really clear with him that I do not want to we be in that role. We do not want caretaker syndrome. Yeah. And that's a very serious uh, problem for seniors. And particularly it's falling women. into that role. Because my aunt, who I absolutely adore with my second mother, took care of my uncle. And she was a lovely lady. But caretaker syndrome made her into a shrew. She was awful. I couldn't be around them. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and here I was a trained therapist, and I could not help the two of them because caretaker syndrome is Huge really problem. insidious. I think you're shedding, you're already answering a question that we wanted to ask you guys, so I'm glad you are, which is like we were just talking about how before you get into a relationship, you know, we counsel our college kids on this. You talk about like, do we want to have kids? Where do you kind of see yourself living? What do you, and what you guys are getting into, it sounds like is at an older age, what are those deal breakers? What are those conversations you have before you enter a relationship? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what happened with Frank and I. Frank needs knee surgery. Okay. He's going to have a total knee replacement. Yeah. And uh, so we have decided that he will... Um, not, I will not take care of him. He will hire nurses to take care of him. And so we, <laughs> but the healthcare system does not want that to happen. Yeah. And they're like, she got really criticized because she was not going to take care of me. And I was sitting there listening to this doctor go through this thing about guilt you do, producing. You do, he'll do much better at home. No. We've got research. It, that I care it. too much about the relationship. I don't want to put it in jeopardy. So, so I decide I get a hold of my girlfriend, Frank's going to have knee surgery, right? Uh, over Christmas. Okay. So I get a hold of my girlfriend and we buy tickets to Hawaii. So, uh, and Frank tells the guy at the hospital, <laughs> like, well, isn't oh your fiance going to take care of you? And Frank says, her mother died. Mind <laughs> <laughs> my, my I had to think of something really quick. And just, and I didn't want wow, to go your into mom, your mom about, must be doing you know, great. Her, my mother would be 112. <laughs> yeah, she's doing great at this wow. age. Wow, Critic, tell critical lies. So, okay, good advice. Tell strategic lies. So my girlfriend and I go to Hawaii. Five o'clock in the morning, I get a telephone call. I wake up and it's Frank. He says, you're not going to believe this. They took me in the gurney to the to do the surgery. I had an IV in. I was 10 feet from the surgery room. <laughs> and the anesthesiologist says. Oh, no, we can't do it today. Sorry. Your blood pressure is too high. Oh, no. So and did, she's in Hawaii. So I hope you bought a ticket so, and joined so her in Hawaii. Spent, uh, Christmas, I spent Christmas in Hawaii. <laughs> I did come home I for love New Year's, it. but he's going to have it in April in Arizona, which is hot. I'm going to go to California. I said, but this time, Frank, I'm going to drive to California because I want to take you to the to the operating. Oh yeah, she wants to I, make sure I'm I in the to, surgery room. I want to roll you into the operating room, and I will roll off to the parking lot. She's not trusting anesthesiologist anymore. I feel like I just saw this is like took me back to the Friends episode. It's like you know when she wanted to make sure Chandler was off to Yemen. He's like, I want to see you get on the plane and go to Yemen. So one of those, it sounds like. 
one thing you push people past is this concern of the nurse or the purse and that you found real world ways of being like, look, we're going to get a different caretaker. We're going to do a different thing. What are some of the other barriers you see with people finding love? Let me say one thing about the purse first, because this is key. The money thing is big. It is big. It's big for your kids. It's big for the world. Nobody's Mm -hmm. going to date somebody who has exactly the same amount of money in their bank account. And it's usually not romantic right. to talk about money when you're dating and stuff like that. But actually, if you want the relationship to last, you have to deal with the issue if there's a difference mm-hmm. in uh, the amount of money that we have. And that, it, in most cases, there is going to be a little bit of a difference. Yep. And how do you want to deal with that? You how, And that's one of the issues that comes up again is for people our age uh, is, do you get married or you do not? You know, uh, because what is the issue around marriage? You're not going to have children. And uh, really, in a sense, it does uh, help out uh, and make sure that the only people who benefit sometimes in the process, especially around divorce, is the lawyers. So if, if, if you really want to eliminate money as an issue and you know that you're together for the right reasons, you either have to get a prenup, which is not all that safe or you don't get married and therefore it's not an issue so there are options now and i do think it's a real issue for people who get together when they're older about whether you do get married or not she is my fiance (laughs) (laughs) and she may be for the rest of my however (laughs) however that being said because of my cultural background which is very conservative i thought we should get married yeah. Like, and so we do have a prenup and a marriage license. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> well, I know an officiant if you need one. Yeah, exactly. I, I can be out there. I'd say we go back to Hawaii, by the way. <laughs> so you mentioned the the nurse purse thing, and, and we have kind of done away with that. What are some other uh, big hurdles that you see that uh, keep people from getting back into finding Being alone in the process. One of the things we recommend is a dating buddy. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, You you really shouldn't enter the dating process without some kind of support. And we in our book talk about the issue of making sure that if you're going to be dating, that you get a dating buddy. And the interesting thing is your children are usually not the best ones. No. Now, grandchildren... They're Grandchildren can be fun. And friends and who have gone online or, or tried other dating processes so that they can really be supported. Yeah. Young people are great. Yes. They are. They, they help you out with the online process because a lot of times you have these apps, oh, these dating apps. Yeah. So is that it? Is it, I was why are our grandchildren better than children? Is it a technology yeah, it, well, awareness that, thing? And they're willing to laugh with you and look through the pictures. My granddaughter said to me uh, after Phil died, she, uh, there was a friend of mine who's an archaeologist who took us around Utah, and she could see that we were really friendly, friendly. And she's like, "Grandma, are you sure you don't want to play the field?" And I said, "Eliza, at my age, there is no, no field." field. <laughs> 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 It's a path. I'm on but then I'm playing we found the path. Out Online dating no is 50-50 men and women. Yes. Whereas the world, 80% of women are widowed. Much better oh. for women. More uh, men go online. Yes. 
So uh, the interesting thing is I've had this discussion again with my mom. Uh, sorry to keep going back to her, but about being online. And it is, I, I don't care what age you are. A, it's intimidating. B, it can be, you know, it's like a job interview over and over and over. There is there any advice to getting online of how you can make it easier, how you can make it um, fun? Because that's at the end of the day, it's like you want this to be exciting and fun. Exactly. That's what your grandkids That's a dating do. buddy because you need someone to laugh with and someone to Lift cry with. with things Somebody that so. you can call at 10 o'clock at and night. Exactly. Say, oh, yeah. did you see this guy? I, I went out and had coffee with Oh, what a okay. jerk. <laughs> yeah. I've always said anytime I've encouraged someone to be dating, I'm like, what difference does it make? If you get rejected, you probably never have to see this person again. And you got a great story out of it. Like it's more for the memoir. But I do think the rejection part can be tough. You know, it's so how do you have any advice on that or what your experiences were like with rejection we, we online? All the experiences where you, you meet someone for coffee and you find that there's some energy and you really want to see them for a second date and you have a third, fourth date, maybe even date for a month or, or longer. And all of a sudden there's some issue that comes up and, I, and you know that this isn't going to be the person. Okay. We call those almost experiences. They're almost what you want. Okay. And you're learning all the time. Yeah. So almost experiences help you become a professional and more astute. A good consumer. Consumer of online services. So this is part of the learning process. And if you see it as an almost experience and say, now I have a clear idea of what I want and also what I don't want, which is just as important. Keep your profile tight. I mean, tell people what you want. If this isn't like when you're young and you're saying, oh, I can do this and I can do that and I'm cute and I'm open to everything. You're not open to everything anymore. No. What is it you like? You, if you want somebody who's financially responsible. I take care of myself. I expect you to take care of yourself. I like to golf and you better know how to golf. Yeah. What, what medications are you on? And I want to know what your <laughs> medical history is. <laughs> You have the Alzheimer's machine. <laughs> you know, I want somebody who doesn't drink. I mean, you can have, you can say what you want. Well, and being honest about, I would think about, I'm looking yeah. for something serious. I'm curious where intimacy comes into this. Uh, is it, is that, is that also like, hey, I'm, I'm still willing and able to have oh sex. My I'm sure. Some... Please educate us yeah. because we don't know. And we don't know. I'm sure we don't. Well, we don't. have a whole chapter. We have a chapter called Through the Bedroom Door. But the reality is, and that's that was one of my biggest revelations, is that sex ain't what it used to be. That's right. It's really different. <laughs> it's and, a different and, and, you, you, and if you're not mature about it, you're going to have a hard time finding someone that you're going to be able to connect up with. Yeah. Well, I think that would be, and the, the reason I ask in all seriousness, I know we joke about sex and it gets kind of, oh, I'm uncomfortable. But the reason I'm asking, I've, I've talked to, to many people and I'm taking my mom off the, off the hook. I've talked to others as well that are just like, honestly, I haven't had sex in 20 years and I just don't care. I don't care anymore. So I'm sure you get those uh, people at, at a certain age that, that either A, don't want it, B, no, don't even know if they want it anymore. And it's a, it's got to be a delicate subject you to, know, to it, talk about. The thing about. is, sex is not just intercourse anymore. Yeah. That's the point. I, you know, that, that, that's a big piece because touch, human touch is yes. really kind of important. And being able Huge to cuddle thing. and connect in bed and have pillow talk and all of those kind of things is really part, of, part of the sex. senior sex. And, and 
it, we need to see it that yeah. way, that this is a sexual, intimate connection and, and that you want that connection. And if you want that connection, it's going to probably add seven years of life for you and because people who are married, even when the relationship isn't perfect, tend to live seven years longer than singles. So it, if you want extra yeah, life, thanks, babe. Hey, <laughs> there, there's it. something called galvanic skin response. And that is why if you even hold yourself like a baby and rock, and it even changes your brain chemistry. Yeah. You know, you rub your hands together. You hold somebody else's hand. Yeah. I mean, it changes you, your brain chemistry. Yes. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. 
We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I read the other day, there, it, this study kind of went everywhere that we need eight yeah. hugs a day on average. People need eight hugs a day just to maintain kind of a healthy way of life. And it was like 12 hugs a day for emotional growth or something. But I think about that with, you know, people who, and everybody has somebody in their family who's older and alone. They're not getting that physical touch. This mental health issue is loneliness for the agent. Yes. But you know, it's interesting. I said to Frank, we read all these loneliness studies and there's a zillion of them, but I don't hear him saying anything about dating. Or finding another relationship. They're always, you know, do this group or, yeah. you know, do this whatever. Go to your senior center. I can ask that. How about, yes. How about doing some dating? You know, <laughs> when you sign up for online dating and you give that money, there's a little gland in your brain called the amygdala. And the amygdala says, hey, we're dating. Uh-huh. You go in a room, you look around differently. And you dress differently. It's exciting. And I like that... Uh, the the uh, the other excuse I know is, look, I'm in my 70s. You know, we talk about people. You know, I know this app you guys were talking about is people 50 and above. Well, I mean, I think we go much older than that now. Um, and people that are in their 70s, like, oh, you know what? It's it's easy to feel like that ship has sailed. And I love that you guys are clearly in your 80s. It's like no. it, that ship has not sailed. I love that. By the way, can you tell us? You mentioned Silver Single. Would you recommend that? Is Were there dating apps or sites that you liked or didn't like? And what also blows my mind, and I'll be honest now, I have been trying to get Chris's mom to set up a dating profile. But what kind of blew my mind is, like every site says 50 and above. And I'm sitting there thinking that is such a wide age range, isn't it? I, do you guys have thoughts on how dating online could be better or sites that you liked more than well, others? I, I just went on to Silver Singles. I was lucky to hit one that, you know, was easy for me that I was able to do. Yeah. And and I met Frank. So, but you've been on more sites than I have. Frank, <laughs> I will have to tell there you. Are, there are several that are fairly good for seniors. And we have that in, in our book. And, uh, you know, Zeus is also one that's fairly good. Uh, plenty of fish, <laughs> stuff like that. There, the thing is yeah. that everybody needs to get onto a, an internet thing, do the process because people our age are not used to doing that dating online. So it's a new process, yeah. and that's the reason why your grandkids or, or someone who's been on an online thing to be your dating buddy is really helpful because they can help you support navigate you. the system, understand how to do it, and have fun with it. The biggest thing is to have fun. This should not be arduous. It should not be a, a terrible thing. Or you should not be so worried about being ripped off or scammed. I mean, it does happen, but scamming takes place in every part of society so you want to be a good consumer and you do that by finding some people who are better at it or had more experience than you and you use them as your dating buddy yeah and they'll support you and laugh with you and you know 
you know, I, I think that maybe your mother-in-law needs to find another dating buddy besides you. The reason is because yeah. in the long term, you're not going to get excited about her romance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Hopefully you will. Can I say Man, you're not? It's, I oh, I okay. actually will. No. Chris might not. I said, you know, I'm like, I, well, it might be. I'm like, Chris, I don't, honey, I'm not out there trying to find you a new dad. This might be weird, but I was swiping. I'm looking. I'm into it. Well, here's the thing, and and this this goes to the the kids of it all. Now your kids are like, like I, I want my that, mom to find somebody. I want her to be in love. I want I want that companionship. At the same time, I don't want to be her dating buddy. I don't want to get into the intimacy of this. Like, you know, and, you know there needs to be a little separation of church and state. <laughs> of course. Yes. Even though no, she's actually pretty willing to crack a sex joke. We we yeah. were, she'll tell you how long it's been since she's had a hookup. And I, and, and Chris goes, oh and God, oh God. It's oh God. very rare that somebody has a more qualified son <laughs> than me as far as finding love. So that's, I think this is kind of this weird anomaly in life where, you had the uh, a guy who did it for 20 years professionally, but I think even still, there needs to be a little separation of church and state. But babe, I just realized, I think you are my mom's I think I'm buddy. a dating buddy, but let's enlist buddy. your daughter, yes. Taylor, as well. That's wonderful when it can happen, but I'll tell you, I think that that's more rare. Can I ask a specific question? And everybody has to go get the book because just this little taste is making me, I'm ordering this book for Chris's mom. I'm ordering it for his aunt. I'm getting this. But- <laughs> What is the difference then? Because this is because I will say I never did the online dating thing. And I've talked to some of my friends about like, you know, I think there you guys just gave the advice of make sure your profile's really full, for example. As someone who's dating older, literally with your online profile, like what do you tell is there some should they take certain types of pictures? Are there is there a certain way you might want to word your profile so it's more accessible and gets better responses? What's some of that specific online dating advice? Well, I think one thing it's really important to know what you want first and who you are. And we talk about that in the first chapter of the book. Make a list of what's worked for you in relationships and what hasn't. Then that can get you started. And that can give you a lot of good information, especially. And and since you have more experience when you're older, use that experience to help you understand what works for you and what does not. Because when you're 30 and you get into a relationship, you have a lot of time to work out differences. And a lot of times, younger relationships in their 20s and 30s difference actually attracts mm -hmm. you know you want someone who's going to bring something else into the thing when you're older it's much better to find someone who's more similar to you because then you don't have all all those things to work through yeah yeah when, when you have the time to work through it's wonderful but if you don't get so someone true. who's more similar so, because it's easier so if you've thought about who you are before you start on the profile and what it is you want then you can start plugging in this is what i want it's important that they're financially responsible sure. i want a long-term relationship i want i want somebody that i can really live with or maybe i don't want to live with somebody uh, i would just like to have a friendship you know you can put those things in there yeah so be honest know who you are know what you want you guys have been so wonderful and I want to leave you with one more question because you've both been through it all. What dating advice would you give your younger selves if you could tell them anything since we have um, a mountain of wisdom in these two professionals right I now? I would say to people, grow through your setbacks and yeah. don't give up finding the one. Yeah. 
Yeah, don't think of failures. Think of, hey, now I'm I'm a better consumer. I'm a better judge of things. I have this experience and that experience is worthwhile. It's incredible. And not all experiences are good. Some of them you don't like, but those are teachers and use them that way. Yep. And there's something called post-traumatic growth. We like to talk about post-traumatic stress, but there has been information to look at post-traumatic growth. People who have been through trauma or have things happen in their lives have a lot of really fine qualities of introspection. Yes. Dr. Gloria Horsley, Dr. Frank Powers, uh, not just doctors. Oh, yeah. They actually did. It's great. They're not, a, they're not, they're, it's like, I'm not just an expert. I'm actually the owner. I, I'm literally leaving this podcast feeling so happy right now yeah. because I have watched you two giggle with each other, hug each other on the screen, heard the love and the joy and the laughter in your voice. I am walking away feeling hopeful and excited and I'm about to buy Open to Love, The Secrets of Senior Dating. It's going to be available on Amazon on appropriately Valentine's Day. I mean, come on. It's, it sells itself. <laughs> Can we go on a double date with you two if we're ever in the Absolutely. same area? Absolutely. Anytime it. you're in town or in Palo Alto or San yes. Francisco, we're there. We're available. <laughs> we're even dating that is awesome. Well, thank because we, we believe in it so much. We are, we actually do. Tell your, hey, we'll ha we're happy to have your mother-in-law as our dating buddy. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll be our dating buddies. <laughs> <laughs> This is perfect. I Amazing. love this. We've gotten so oh. much done today. Thank you both. What a joy to meet you. And thank you for all of your wisdom and um, yeah, positivity and Absolutely. hopefulness. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, Chris and Zima. It's yeah, been really fun. fun. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.